back to Jesus. You can't ever get. I can't ever get that right. <laughs> you can, I, don't, I don't know why we let you do the intro. <laughs> I don't either. It, it should definitely not be me. So. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to the transfer portal. Um, we're like a ray gun sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do need some fucking sounds. This is some real low budget shit we got going right now. But uh, slowly but surely, slowly but surely. But anyway, I'm Lamar. I'm Ron. And we're back to talk about just all the random shit that's going on in sports. Oh, um, God. We're a little. Uh... We'll start. We'll start everyone off gently with a little bit of college football action. Uh, the the game of last weekend, Notre Dame Georgia. It lived up to the hype. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was it, actually. Even though Notre Dame lost, I definitely feel like that's a team that. They're just gonna grow and get better as the season goes. By. And and they're they're gonna most likely run the table. Of course, and they're not playing anybody if, if, else. If they, if they, and we'll get into that later. Uh, if they, <laughs> if they run, the, if they run the table, which I think they will, they definitely could be that fourth team in the playoff. I don't think anyone's ever going to hold it against them if they went into Georgia and lost a very, very competitive game on the road yeah, in a very in, hostile environment. It was in Athens. It's not like they were going to march in there and blow the doors off anybody. I mean, and I mean, I. I think Georgia is clearly a team that... Now, did we know... Did they play Alabama in the regular season this year? Georgia? Yeah. Or did they avoid Alabama this year? Because I know there's those SEC crossover games. They avoid Bama. They they would have to match up with them in the title game. Yeah, so they're looking at a system where if Georgia stays the course and can keep their sheet clean... Georgia's going to run the table. ...throughout the regular season, um, they're likely going to be in a position where... They can probably lose in the SEC title game to an undefeated Alabama. They have a weak SEC schedule. After Notre Dame, it's for them it's Tennessee, then South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, but Felipe Franks is hurt, so maybe that Florida team grows a little bit. We'll see what happens with that. And then Missouri, Kelly Bryant, once again another quarterback can grow. Auburn, and that's it's at Auburn, so that could be a track game for them. Um, they... They play uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M comes to Athens, and then they go to Georgia Tech. And you know how Georgia Tech rolls. They usually always play those boys hard, so that could always end up being a stumble. So those those two games right there are going to be an issue for Georgia if they can't just run the table, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> I mean everybody you know has some tough games in their schedule for the most part. I mean, look, Notre Dame still has the road hump called Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just get into it. Fuck it. He's trash. <laughs> How has this man not excelled in anything in the better part of five years here? Listen, we have been playing Ohio State for a chance to go to the Big Ten title game slash stay on course to get a playoff spot two of his first four full seasons. His first full season, we fucking did not start off well, lost that stupid-ass Michigan State game. Lost that Utah game, but otherwise, you know, I thought we were very productive and, and, and looked better as the year went on other than the lost Ohio State. Um, we did have that one disaster year where, where we had no healthy quarterbacks or anyone that complete a, could complete a forward pass. John McCorn. But, I mean, <clears throat> what the fuck do people want? We haven't been good for, like, 20 years. It is sad. And it's, and, it's... and we're going we're gonna to fire a coach that's won... That wins 10 you're games, never, look at 4 me. out of 5 wait, years? Wait, wait. You're never going to pull the plug on this guy. That's Who are we going to get gonna better? Bronco fucking Mendenhall <laughs> ain't going to be better than Jim Harbaugh. You don't think he's going to come here and magically just start winning 12 games? I mean, that's not going to happen. Urban Meyer is not coming here. People that say that are fucking idiots. There's, there's nothing better than hearing Shannon Sharp say something. It's time to fire Jim Harbaugh. We lost to a fucking top 10 team on the road. Yes, we got blown out. The shit happens. It happens. You don't just fire your coach all the time and you become Nebraska. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is is you guys will sit here and let a coach get beat by Ohio State every single year as long as he had some type of ties to your program previous years as a grad no. assistant, as a player. No, well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying we, okay, this is not John Cooper having superior fucking teams and losing to Michigan when Michigan was 8-4 and four all the time in the 90s at Ohio State. 
This is no, no, wait, wait. No, let's get to the core problem of this. Is it really he doesn't want to let control of the offense actually go to Josh Gaddis? So he's just going to still play the puppet master in the offensive role and we're not really seeing Gaddis's offense? I, I want to see this this offense that we've been promised. I, I, I guess we saw flashes of it the first game. And then against Air Force, it just kind of fell flat. I, they game planned well for what, what little bit they saw from week one. I, I just I, which I mean, there is something clearly broken with our offense, and it's been broken for a while now. I mean, I think ever since we lost, you know, we had Jake Butt, uh, NFL draft pick. Our receivers, I think, a couple guys were NFL draft picks. Um, a lot was covered up by the fact that our defense, I mean, I think in the last, you know, two years or so, we've probably lost eight guys that are contributing to NFL teams or were high draft picks on the defense side of the ball. I just think it's a function of A, offense is a fucking disaster. B, you know, teams have started to kind of maybe figure out Don Brown's scheme and what the exploits are, and the players we have aren't. They're they not necessarily to, talented to enough to, to cover up for yeah. the scheme deficiencies that we see. <coughs> Ohio State game last year. Um, <laughs> the same. And I think thing. the third. I think the third thing is, man, just these dudes are fucking soft. I saw a team that. You missed a lot of tackles. In I that, saw a in team that, that was in just game two with that went into overtime. You just. I saw a team that's not very physically impressive. They don't look. Like a top ten team in terms of being having better athletes. When you watch Ohio State, when you watch Alabama, LSU, even Texas, some of these you know top ten caliber teams, their athletes, these guys are physical. They're fast. Michigan Absolutely. was just, I mean, Wisconsin's front seven front line just mopped the floor with them in that game. That's true. guys were not getting off blocks. The secondary guys were not coming up Jonathan to support Jonathan Taylor you. to run for 100 yards. Everyone expected Jonathan Taylor to do this and that. A lot of people expected this to be a shootout that came, would, would have came down to you know the team that held on to the ball last. I just... Watching that game, that offense looked confused. It never executed. And when it did, it didn't look that great in the... Nothing, I mean, it looked like they just had no idea of what they were doing. They have no kind of offensive identity, yet again. Um, we're still incapable of running the ball, like whether it's in the power run formations last year, whether formation. it's in the spread stuff we've been running this year. Michigan's incapable of running the ball. Apparently, we only have one running back that like is playable and can actually carry the football. He's a true freshman, which... To me, if that's the case, you had, you know, two or three high-profile running backs transfer. You've the guys you got obviously you have no faith in. Apparently, Chris Evans just didn't want to do school no more. I mean, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. It's it's just there's something wrong with Michigan, and it it's it's got to start with Jim Harbaugh to fix it, I guess. Well, I mean, if the buck stops with the head coach. On, on the on the other hand, though, I mean, think about how good Wisconsin looked. I mean, they're, they're going to plow through their Big Ten schedule. I mean, you the know. The other thing is, Wisconsin is just maybe really good. I mean, Michigan, they get their ass beat. You can't really yeah. sugarcoat it. But Wisconsin looked like a, with that offensive line. and, and A Big Ten title contender. The running back is obviously elite. They got Cyphus back from his, um, we'll just call them, uh, you know, um, university off the field related issues. issues. <laughs> uh, you know, had some honor council <laughs> stuff he had to handle. I really think they look like a team that might be undefeated going into that Big Ten title game, which you've seen teams like Iowa do, but I think they're entirely capable of beating Ohio State. They go down to the shoe this year. They do go to Nebraska, too, and that could be... That'll be a tough game. I mean, Nebraska on the road, but I really think... Three weeks, I think it's You know, I, I expect Wisconsin to win the Big Ten title game and, and maybe get there with one loss, but obviously be in a position where... You know, depending on how things shake out, they may have an opportunity to be trying to play still again to make the playoffs. Yep. <coughs> All right. Let's let's shift gears here to UCF Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh, even in the, the days of Rich Rodriguez at West Virginia, why do they always seem like they play the spoiler to somebody? Because that's what they are. <laughs> it's like, are they, are they, are they Iowa? <laughs> are, they, are they there, Iowa? The ACC's Iowa? Like, is that, is that what they are now? They're not even the ACC's Iowa. They're like the ACC's version of North Northwestern. <laughs> They're this, like, somewhat, well, actually, Pitt is way more academically prestigious than people probably realize. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you know, they kind of play in a interesting setup where they play downtown. They're like the temple, almost, in that regard. Or like what the University ACC. of Michigan would have been if they'd stayed in Detroit. Something like that, yeah. But they're not, I mean, they're in a recruit, fruit, fertile recruiting area. area. Yep. I mean, they're getting they're guys on the East Coast. Yeah, they're going yeah. into Ohio. <clears throat> they're going all over the you know Midwest and the, and the now, Rust Belt and getting now, players. Dude, is it, is so it, it is it, is it and Narduzzi is a, a, a known quantity as a coach. We know what type of you know football Pat Narduzzi wants his teams to play. Seen in Michigan State, you know, we'll see it again. Now, are we done here in the UCF thing? Is it finally over with where we do? I don't think so because you really can't look. I think they were playing what their third string quarterback because Wimbush was out, and this yeah. kid's a a freshman, I believe, true freshman, backup quarterback, and I mean. They showed a lot and and fighting and battling in that game. And I I think, you know, UCF is one of them programs that, while not probably on the caliber, yeah, while they're not really on the caliber of a of a TCU or Boise State, uh, you know, back ten fifteen years ago in terms of what they were doing out of those smaller conferences. Florida's again an area where you get a lot of good athletes. You get a lot of kids now that they're seeing, hey, if I go to a school like UCF, we can run the table, and while we might not necessarily be in the playoff, we got a chance to go play in the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they All got right. guys that are getting drafted in the NFL every year, so let's I talk. Mean, uh, seem to see kids go there. Let's talk about the Bayou Bengals over here. Let's talk about jo- the Joe Burrow-led <laughs> Bayou Bengals. This is, Joe Burrow is just, every opponent is, is just getting it. Joe Burrow is on a mission, and every every single Heisman fanfare here, people are people are just trying to give this trophy to Jalen Hurts. They're like, "Hey, look, he has the ex- the exact same numbers as Kyler Murray and as Baker Mayfield." Okay, so what? So we have to keep giving the the Heisman trophy to transfer Oklahoma quarterbacks now? What about Justin Fields? I mean. Uh... It's so early. I mean, nobody... Exactly. Why, no are we, really, why are we really talking about this? No one's gotten into like the real portion of their schedule. Right. I mean, Jake Fromm didn't have a Heisman damn game, and neither did Ian Book. But if you look at their their numbers, it's just like, oh, okay, this is what they did against a top-ranked team. You should probably talk about these guys for the Heisman Trophy. Jonathan Taylor, what he did to Michigan, because they were a top-ranked team. I mean, the list keeps going with that. Like, come on, Colorado. Once again, Colorado beat Arizona State. Top you know, 25 team. They lost. TCU lost to SMU. No one talks about SMU anymore. They have a transfer quarterback from Texas. What was his name? Bouchelle or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, he's tearing it up. No one, no, we're never going to hear his name for Heisman. Look, look at Texas A&M. Kellen Mond isn't great, but, but Kellen again, Mond does enough. But again, I think... And he's played top... He just, they just lost to Auburn by eight. I think when we're talking about Heisman, I don't even understand why there's a Heisman tracker in week three. Like... There is nothing you can do outside of, like, Rocket Ishmael in the 80s, fucking number one versus number two. He returns and kick the wins of the game, and then they win the national title. I want yeah, everyone from the top ten to play something. each other week one and week two. But what I, I really think you just got to wait. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I know, if, that is kind of exciting if, to watch everybody, you know. What if Joe Burrow fucking, to develop. like, if Joe Burrow is on a collision course with Alabama and LSU and both teams are undefeated. Yeah. And he goes out and throws for five touchdowns against Bama, and they house him. <laughs> He's going to be the fucking front runner when that happens. Like, of course, it's, it's, it's a too prime, early. It's a prime time game. Um, can we talk about the madness that was sixty seven sixty three? Please, can, can we can we talk about DTR the the, yes, we can. the the quarterback from UCLA who was just amazing. <laughs> yes, we can definitely talk about that. Seven total touchdowns, five through the air, two on the ground, and then you look at the other side of the you look at the other team, 
and Gordon, Anthony Gordon for Washington State, throws for almost 600 yards, nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. Both of them had both of them had turnovers. But in the last what minute and a half of that game, watching they, Washington State basically handed UCLA this game. But on on fumble on fumble, like it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen on live television. So I'll be perfectly honest. I watched that game up to the point where I think it was like forty nine seventeen. Washington State. I was watching it with a friend. And I was like, all right, man, this game's over. I'm going to bed. He went home. <laughs> and I woke up at like 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Didn't I text you? Wasn't I like, what's that? Like, are you watching this and game? I look at my phone and I have like <laughs> 35 texts like, holy shit, are you watching this Washington State UCLA game? And, and the first one I open up is my buddy and I was watching the game with. And it's just a screenshot of the score, 69-67. <laughs> I just go, what, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? I'm telling you, they just... Washington State continued to score, but UCLA continued to score as well, and they capitalized on those last two turnovers. I mean, it was nuts, man. But, like, what, what was... I don't understand, like... Still, Washington State was up by 32 points. Like The two interceptions led to... Why led are they to, not just running the ball? It's Mike Leach, dude. He never runs the ball. Do they, do they even have... Running backs? I mean, they well, do. Well, I would be it's... running, like, shovel passes or something, like, <laughs> very low-risk pass plays to just get out of there. Once you're 32 points, that is not when you need to start forcing passes and doing things. I didn't get to watch this game, but Texas-Oklahoma State, the score apparently reflects that there is something a little wrong with Texas, that they... They're having a problem slowing opponents down. I mean, you saw when they played LSU, LSU, and it was it was a back and forth struggle for both of those teams. So is it something with Texas's defense? I mean, the thing about Texas is great offense. Great offense, and I think this is just like the Big Twelve in general for the last. But 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 bad defenses. <laughs> I think it's just that everybody in that conference. Grew up just playing wide open football, and it's just like in the backyard. Basically, the it's seven on seven. You really can't be physical anymore defensively in football, so it's just skews offensively. It's a style. I think it's all style. Fair enough. Hmm. Well, Alabama won. We all know that they rolled Southern Miss. That was just a notch. Oh, Utah USC. Let's talk about. Oh, everyone started to count USC out again because now they're on their third quarterback who, Fink, I want to say his name is. Yeah. Well, the thing about UCLA, USC, I should say, is they really... They have great talent because Michael Pittman Jr. had 232 receiving yards, for fuck's sake. They're, they're again, a program where I think Clay Helton won 10 games his first two years. They lose... Sam Darnold, who obviously was a top five draft pick in the NFL, and they had a down year playing a true freshman quarterback last year with JT Daniels, but there's really no reason to panic because it's a young team. You're seeing that, yeah, they, you know, I believe they dropped the game early to somebody, but they, they might be like an eight or nine win team, and I think that's yeah, something they lost you can, to BYU by three. Yeah, I think that's something you can build off of moving forward with them. Like if they end up the season winning eight or nine. Football games. Mm. Yeah. I really think that's a leap forward for them considering that they're young, considering that their presumed starter went out. They're now on their third string quarterback. And, you know, really I think it's another program that's, uh, you know, historical power, much like Michigan, where everybody is, like, freaking out over one game when in reality you're not going to win the national title every year. No, no, unless you're Alabama or Clemson. Yeah, and, I mean, we don't have the budget to compete with those guys. But, um... We don't have the budget. <laughs> well, we... I mean, Stop you know, being biased. Our basketball team kind of got us out of that pay-for-play situation. Not that anybody, you know, pays their players in college football. That doesn't happen at all. Um, do we... Oregon-Stanford is... So, Oregon is just going to be... Oregon and USC are going to be the front runners for the Pac-12, correct? And Washington State will be floating around there with like a UCLA, or, and of course Washington is in there. But Oregon, 
lost early this year to Auburn. I, I don't fucking know anything about <laughs> if this team's good or not. <laughs> I don't think Oregon is good. They just beat a Stanford team that's not good. They lost. I mean, everyone's like, oh, they blew out Nevada 77-6. Nevada ain't fucking good this year? <laughs> exactly. All right, all I know is... Justin Herbert. Yeah, all I know is... And, and six, future NFL six, quarterback, six, Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert who completed, f- like, 58% of his fucking passes in college. Like, where they... I mean, everything is literally high completion. God, I, I can't take the Justin Herbert hype train anymore. I just... I'm, I and it, and it's it. faded away. I get it. You know, he's the pro. He's size, arm strength. Speed. He can run. He's... You know what he is? <laughs> he's just Josh Allen playing in a better conference. But Josh Allen's actually good. good. That's, yeah, okay. That's something we'll get to a little later. Fair enough. I like the comparison, but you know what? I, I, I'm i interested to see who's going to draft Justin Herbert. That's it. That's what, that's what, that's what interests me on come draft day. I'm not even thinking about his stats or him winning any awards or the Heisman or the National Championship. I just want to see where he's going to end up on draft day. So right now... Which would you so so far this year? What would you say has been the most impressive team you've seen, or the most maybe impressive performance by a team so far this year? LSU versus Texas. You say just their their offensive performance? Yeah, I think LSU versus Texas. I think that's one of the one of the hands down cleanest performances I've seen. I mean, or I I mean, I could even bring it back to a Jalen Hurts first start, a Justin Fields first start. I mean, there's been so many outstanding offensive performances. I mean, it's... And it's only, what, week four? Yeah. I mean, the, the best defensive game I've seen so far was the Notre Dame-Georgia game. Both of those teams stood tall. I mean, no one... No one... They barely even covered spread. <laughs> no one... I, everyone expected Georgia to just kind of roll these guys. I mean, I thought they'd score some... I thought, I thought there'd be more points for but it was a good defensive battle... Um, same with the Auburn Oregon game that came down to the wire, came down to a Bo Nix eight with eighteen seconds left, just hits the receiver. Receiver makes the play, like he's supposed to. <laughs> and yeah, I would say probably maybe not the most impressive. For, well, okay, I'll say one of the impressive performances in official aptitude ineptitude was the uh, the Arizona State Michigan State debacle at the end of the game. Okay, that was. So can we talk about two things with that? First, Michigan State lined up 12 players on a field goal, kicked it, the refs That's signaled it good, yep. and then after the fact, they had to review it to fucking count 12 men on the, field. the 12 men are on the field. How did it even get to that point? I don't know. That was terrifying. And then the next thing that bothers me about it is something Michigan State could have challenged. My man jumped up. He leaped. He leaped. Like, I mean, he left. Like, why? Like, I don't understand how you can't, like... Uh, who doesn't see this? Like, Mark Antonio clearly saw... And trust me, I am not a Michigan State fan by any means. But to me, it is... thinks you should be. Well, that, yeah, that's... <laughs> it, is, it, it is absolutely fucking ridiculous that you cannot challenge a fucking blatant penalty like that. I, I mean, I just... I don't... Like, what the fuck? The dude jumped over. Everybody saw it. I know people at the game that like leaping. He was leaping, and the refs just were like, "Nope, didn't see it." So on back-to-back plays, they couldn't count how many players were on the field, which is a problem. Right. Didn't throw a flag there right away. That's starting to scare me about the world of refing. And then <laughs> on the very on the very next play, a dude commits one of the most known penalties in. Like, the one thing you kind of look for in that situation, she just does it, and nope. And here, and here we are. I mean, Michigan State looked good. Actually, now that you bring them up, they look good against Northwestern. I think Michigan State's going to be that team where... The dark horse in that division. Yes, because their defense is very, very good. Really good <laughs> and it's going to keep them in games. I mean, I really think... I would not be shocked... To see them fucking find a way to weasel their way to fucking Indianapolis yet again. Like, maybe Ohio State somehow gets upset or something. Or maybe they just beat yeah. Ohio State. But I mean, I, Ohio State has two tough games, man. They're, they're going to Nebraska. And then the, that following week, it's another night game versus Michigan State. And then they travel to Northwestern. They have three night games in a row. A lot of people would say, oh, look, Nebraska and at Northwestern. Trap game, trap game, trap game. Like... 
We've seen Northwestern be competitive against Ohio State at night. It, it was in the Braxton. It was in the, the beginning of Urban Meyer's career. It was the very first week of that that college football season. They were at Northwestern, and it took Carlos Hyde to run that ball for him. There, there was no production from the air for Braxton Miller at that point. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think college football is off to a good start, um, and I'm excited to see you know how how things are going to shake out the rest of the way. Hopefully Michigan can get it back on track and at least win, you know, nine games I'd be happy with. But I just don't see it with the way their schedule shakes out the rest of the year. They got some very, very tough games, and they got some very, very tough games late. All right, since we're going to wrap up college football, I just, I just have to say I want everyone to keep an eye on the USC-Washington game this weekend. Keep an eye on the Michigan State-Indiana game because they're both 3-1. and one. That's a big thing because Indiana's that team that always does what? Short. Yes. They look like they can beat you, and they fall short. Yeah, I think they've taken every top five team in the conference to overtime and lost in the last, like, five years. Uh, keep an eye on Penn State. They're, once again, they can creep up out of nowhere, but that's for another time. Let's shift focus here to the to our favorite place, the NFL. <laughs> the national, the no-fun league, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I just want to say... Lions are undefeated, baby. It's been fun as hell so far this year. Dude, the Bills are undefeated. All right, so let's talk about this. The so, Bills are undefeated. This is, they are. We know that there's some some undefeated teams that we can clearly say, you know, we we really like them as legitimate contenders. I'm talking about. Patriots. Patriots. Chiefs. Talking about the Chiefs. I mean. <laughs> Talking about the Detroit Lions. See, shut the fuck up. Seahawks. The Seahawks uh, aren't undefeated. They're not undefeated. Yeah, you're right, they're not undefeated. The Cowboys. How about them boys? See, the yeah. Rams are undefeated. The Cowboy. The Cowboys, I think, are somewhat legitimate. Yeah. The yeah. Packers are undefeated too, huh? They got Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad man. <laughs> but let's talk. Okay, let's talk about the three teams that we just all know. Mm, you really don't belong here. So I'll start with a team that I honestly don't understand how they're 3-0 because I can't name anyone on their team outside of their quarterback. San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo. They have Tevin Coleman. Are they, are they real or are they fake? The defense seems like they're for real. I don't know about Jimmy Garoppolo as being real or being a, a, a playoff-bound quarterback. I mean... So the thing, okay, so this team had five turnovers and somehow won a football game, which sounds impossible. <laughs> but it's then not. you realize they're playing the Steelers. The Steelers who is some booty this year. Because Mason Rudolph, former Oklahoma State standout, is their quarterback. Yeah, and James Conner ain't really putting up the numbers that he was putting up last year. And everyone sees him coming. Now there's now there's tape on him. You know, you know what the the formations look like when he's going to get the uh, majority of the workload. I mean. I think the jury's still out on the Niners. They got a, a tough stretch here. Well, not really that tough. They play the Browns next week. Then they go out and play uh, at the Rams, which would be a tough one. Yeah, but looking at their schedule. I mean, Washington, they get a win. They really don't Arizona, play anybody good for a while. So let's say after the at, Browns. Other than the Rams. They play the Rams. They play Seattle. Nope, they go... At Rams, at Washington, which is a dumpster fire, okay. versus Carolina, which I don't think Cam's coming back this year. Nope, I deactivate the shit at, out of man. It's a contract year. At Arizona, who is with a rookie quarterback and still got the training wheels on. Then they got home to Seattle, home Arizona, home Green, Green Bay. Bay. Jesus, nice stretch. Then at... Well, see, Buc- that, that's... that's just, this that's is where I get the consensus <laughs> of trouble. Yeah, this is where we have a problem, ladies and gentlemen. That back end of their schedule looks rough because... I mean, I don't care what anybody says. At Seattle and at Baltimore, two of the toughest places to go win a ball game. Even at New Orleans. I'm sorry. At at um at Baltimore, at New Orleans, and then they have home versus Atlanta, which will be tough. Yeah. And then home, home versus the Rams, Rams and they wrap up at Seattle. Seattle. So yeah. they got they're they're very much a backloaded schedule. So but they have the potential to 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 have the momentum going into that though. Yeah, if to they, be a, they, they might winning. be fucking nine and four going into that. But I still think the jury's out. Right, so we'll go back to 
One of the Steelers. Other... No, not not we're not talking. We're not getting there yet. So we'll see. We'll know a lot about this team when they play on Sunday versus New England. But the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to actually watch the Bills Patriots game. God, I feel like Quinn. No one ever says that. Um, I mean, it's Tom Brady. I mean, it's New England's favorite by seven. Over under is forty two. If anyone wanted to know that. Um, He's surprising me, man. I like him. Who? My boy? Oh, yeah. I mean, you You talked about him before. I mean, I do. I, I like him. I mean, he's got a veteran running back behind him and, and, and Frank Gore. He's... So, I'm going to give you some numbers on... I'm going to give you some numbers on, um, on Josh Allen. So, he's not quite there. He's below average in terms of completions, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions per attempt. <laughs> but he's just got so much heart. But if you... <laughs> But if you bank it out, he leads all quarterbacks this season in yards compiled during the final five minutes of one-score games, which means in the clutch, he's bringing that heat. Yeah, there you and go. And then he can run the ball. Only Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards amongst quarterbacks. Based off of some of the things I'm reading here, he is decidedly average, which you'll take because... He's clutching them when you need him to be. That's it. When, when your team is down... <laughs> But, <laughs> but the other Even thing you is, say that about Cam. Cam his a... accuracy is getting better. So I think he's a quarterback that seems to be improving and seem to at least now be capable to do enough to not totally prevent his team from winning with his fuck-ups, <laughs> which is a, with a team well, like it's, Buffalo, it's a, it's that's all you really need. <laughs> As yeah, we've seen... You, just, you, you need an average-ass quarterback that just doesn't fucking turn the ball over. That's it. Nothing special. It could be... Jesus, it could be one of the, the Allen brothers that fucking quarterback at, what, Arkansas for the past couple of years? And yeah, and I think, you know, a team like Buffalo really remind me of, uh, of Chicago, where they have a fucking elite top-end defense. Yeah. And all they need is the quarterback to just not, not fall kill. Up. <laughs> and we've seen that already once this year with the Bears, where the defense held Aaron Rodgers and the boys <laughs> to ten, and, yeah, and they still didn't win because Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky couldn't stop, stop fucking, fucking up. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, really, don't do what Mitch Trubisky does. Stop fucking up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, that. But I, I think I think really, I think Buffalo is a team that, considering that division isn't exactly good outside of New England. They might be a nine-win team and be a team that might sneak in there as a wild card when we look at it yeah, later in the be. year. Especially just given, like like I said, the fact that they have an elite defense. Um, and the last kind of, you know, undefeated team, and I use that term loosely, uh, is the Detroit Lions. So... Trash. <laughs> so, after the, after the fucking Cardinals game, I was like, man, this team really sucks. Like, how the fuck did they just tie the Cardinals? Um, and then this, then there was the Chargers game, which we had absolutely no Okay, first no of all, Philip Rivers looked like he had no clue what was happening in the last two minutes of that game. He looked like he was like, wait, am I at home with one of my, with my 11 children? Whose diaper do I have to change? Like, no, you're on the field, Phil. Figure it out. And seriously, he looked like he was fucking lost. I cannot, and I'm not mad because he was my fantasy quarterback that week. I'm just mad because every pass he threw in the last two minutes of that game looked fucking awful. I mean, that's just... Mostly because he was my fantasy quarterback. That's just Phil. I mean, that's just Phil. Give it you, know, Phil's. You, know, you know he's a gunslinger. I mean, I, that shot he took, he just took a shot. Um, he was really looking going to Keenan Allen on Slay all game. I mean, that was yeah. a fucking battle. And, you know, he challenged Slay, and Slay's, you know, one of the best in the business. And he made a big play. We don't call him Big Play Slay for nothing. And I, I just, you know, San Diego's a really talented team, but the Lions have just found ways to win football games against teams that are probably better than them the last two weeks, and that bodes well. I just... Because they got to play... I just can't believe they beat Philly. I mean, I can. It's I, the Lions. But we'll see what they're really about. Well, this Sunday, 1 p.m. Oh, man. When fucking Patrick Mahomes... What if him and Stafford just had this epic... Just like It's like an NCAA, the unstoppable quarterback on both sides. <laughs> just watching him just throw... Both of them like five touchdown passes. 
I can definitely see. I mean, I can see Patrick Mahomes throwing five touchdown passes. When, when was the last time Matt Stafford threw four touchdown passes? Fuck, probably last year or two years ago or something. Maybe three years. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but. <laughs> Just say during the playoff year. <laughs> probably sometime in like 2010, 2012. Calvin Johnson. <laughs> but, I mean, really what the Lions is going to come down to, can they consistently get put points on the board? And can their defense do anything? I mean, literally anything to slow down Mahomes and this offense. I mean, the guy is going to put some points on the board. We're not going to just stop him. All you can do is hope to maybe force him to a couple turnovers or just maybe get him do something because you got to be able to score to beat Kansas City. I think everybody's seen that. Yeah. Unless the Lions can find a way to shorten the game, shorten the possessions, and establish their run game. Takeaways, man. Or that's their all, short pass game. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. Something, something that doesn't really plague the guy that much is, is turnovers. you you got to create situations so Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over. Yeah, I mean, the dude's a fucking magician with the football, for God's sakes. But you can get someone to turn the ball over. It's it, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, God, Justin Fields hasn't thrown an interception. Neither has Jalen Hurts. It's Tua hasn't thrown one either. Neither... There's someone else that hasn't. There's like four top 25 quarterbacks. I can't think of the fourth one, but it, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Daniel Jones. Sweet Jesus, Daniel Jones. I'm not... Danny Dimes? <laughs> Danny Dimes. Jesus Christ, that nickname is terrible. Uh, I just... I just want to see more. You, you, in one game is one game. I'm not going to take away from the kid's... Not, he, he he looked fucking sweet though. I can see him. Like, yeah, yeah. I can see him holding. He looked sweet as fuck. Like he looked like a top five draft pick. Like like, like, like the boy ran two two in. I'm like through two dimes. I mean, there you go. I'm like, well, okay. I see why they drafted him in the top five. This motherfucker's I mean, kind of sweet. He's showing what he, he's showing his arm strength. You still want that T-shirt from some of the original episodes where it's you and him on the back like this? <laughs> <laughs> see, now you look like a genius wearing that T-shirt. Like, see, told you so <laughs> for at least one week so far. Danny fucking dimes. But I mean, they go up against the Redskins, which uh, would be interesting because do we see Dwayne Haskins this week? No, they already said that they are. Jay Green already said that they're going to stick with Case Keenum. Case Keenum, the man that. Overthrew receivers where it looked like he was literally throwing it to the defense last week. It I'm, was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen at the quarterback position. I mean, in fairness to him, the Redskins' game plan for blocking Khalil Mack was to just not block him. So you I, really I, can't. Yeah, I'm you not, really can't fault I'm, him. I, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I really can't get mad because Khalil Mack's an unblockable human being. They're like, all right, we're not gonna give. We're not gonna give anybody any hope. We might not even block him on this play. They just leave him unblocked. Let's see what happens. But, um... Browns. Holy yeah. hell, the Browns are 1-2. and two. Baker Mayfield looks like he woke up scared every morning. Not dangerous enough. Uh, do we know if the Browns made the right head coaching call? They hired a guy that was pretty... Pretty unknown. Freddie Fred Kitchens? Yeah, I mean, he was not necessarily a guy that was on a lot of people's head coaching radar... And you would have thought they would have gone after maybe a more established, maybe more credible candidate. Maybe called up like the Josh McDaniels or something like that, maybe. See if he wants to come over. But, I mean, I just think everybody... It was kind of like when the Eagles had Vic and they signed Vince Young. And it was like, they got Vince Young now. It's like, they can't play Vic and Vince Young together. But it was the dream team. And the motherfuckers were trash. <laughs> like... Deshaun That's, Jackson. That might there. be what this is. Deshaun McCoy was there. This might be fucking Juice and fucking Odell fucking yelling at each other and hating each other by week nine. Like who knows? Like we, this team is gonna implode. They, or it's either gonna get it's either gonna implode or it's just gonna continue to get better and better and they're gonna learn from all these mistakes. I mean some some teams just need that just time. The the only thing I will say is luckily for them. Rare for a rare occurrence, 
their division is garbage. Because the Bengals are sorry as fuck. <laughs> the Bengals are The Bengals are no, fucking horrible. Unless you, I'm sorry, unless you live in fucking Cincinnati, outside of those fucking city limits, no one gives a shit about the fucking Bengals. Listen, man, there no is nothing one. more that makes me mad when I turn on fucking CBS on Sunday. And there's a fucking And they're like, we're off. here live from Palmer. I'm like, motherfucker, you can at least give me the Dolphins in a blowout. <laughs> right. At least that's funny to watch. Like, the thing is like, damn. Those are sad to watch. It's like, damn, oh, shit. Oh, Buffalo's up by 14. This one's over. God. It's the fucking worst team. They fired Marvin Lewis to hire some fucking schmuck. Is it Zach Taylor? Isn't he the ex-fucking, like, Nebraska quarterback or something? I don't know. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, like, who the fuck is this schmuck that I, they hired? I don't care to know. Um, Cowboys. Faker for real. For real. They got a great offensive line. Dak is playing like a man who is trying to get that bag dropped soon. Uh, Zeke is running with a sense of urgency now that he's really rich. I think that having Zeke back clearly blazes it, but watching the game without Zeke shows you that Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, that fucking backup, this Pollard kid they got looked real good. I mean... Kelly. You're not going to beat a team if they got two guys going off for 100, and then you got a guy like Dak Prescott who can impact the game, run or pass, keep you off balance. That That's just really hard to, to defeat. One of the best offensive lines. I mean, then you, then and then you with, got with the addition of your fave, Jason Witten, back the, and back. The Hall of Famer. <laughs> his, 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 mere, his mere presence out there fucking is probably worth like three points a game, no joke. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are for real. I mean, I think they, they got enough talent on the defensive side of the ball to really compete. And, again, I think they're probably the odds-on favorite to win that division. Uh, because, once again, let's just go out there and say it. Well, I mean, the Giants are in that division, aren't they? Yeah, the Giants ain't doing shit this year. Saquon's yeah. out for eight weeks. And yeah. then we'll see what Daniel Jones is really made of. The Redskins are fucking trash. trash. Let's just go ahead and get that out there. Um... I mean, in the and then in the NFC East, I think it's or the AFC East, excuse me. I think it's really one of the same kind of scenarios where New England's the class of the division. Miami. No, looks wait a like, second. Wait a second. Let's 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 finish up with talking about scores and whatnot for the NFL. I'm gonna read off the teams. You say win or lose. You give me one reason why, and I'll do the same. First game: Eagles Packers. Where's it at? Eagles at Packers. I apologize. Say Lambo. Yep. I'm gonna go. Packers. I'm gonna take the same, and my only excuse for that is Rodgers. Rodgers and the fact that, like, I mean, he'll make some throws that <clears throat> other quarter, other quarterbacks won't make, and that'll probably be the difference in the game. He's just a clone of Brett Favre. All right, Titans at Falcons. Falcons. Falcons as well. Uh, Marcus Mariota has not looked good. Um, just, I don't know. I don't know what Mike Vrabel's doing to the Titans. I don't know. I don't. They, uh, I feel like they've taken a step back, but that's long story short. We both choose Falcons. Yeah, Mariota, I think, is a guy that just is never gonna make, like. He's not. If you look at like what he was at Oregon, you feel. I feel like the offensive system he's running at with the Titans it was a lot more is, quicker throws. It's totally. The opposite of what he's used to. Yeah, I mean, never saw him coming from under center. But anyway, Patriots, Bills, um, two undefeateds. I'm going to go Patriots in a closer than expected game. I think, you know, Brady will just find a way to minimize the mistakes and get out of there with a win. And, uh... <coughs> I'm taking Bills. Ooh. I'm taking Bills. I like your man, Josh Allen. I want I want him to, I want him to surprise people. And I want people to, to, you know, like you said, the Bills have a good defense, and I want them to shine, and I want them to do it against the best. So, I'm taking Bills. Chiefs-Lions. <laughs> we, we, we all know who Lamar is taking this one. I like the Chiefs. No, I'll take your Lions. Why? I believe in Matt Stafford and his, his fourth-quarter comeback arm. I believe in Matt Stafford and his fourth-quarter comeback arm, but I believe in the Lions' ability <laughs> to stop Patrick Mahomes a lot more. So, I really think it's just not going to matter because they're going to be down like 18 and Stafford will get them down three and then Mahomes will just throw like a 90-yard bomb and some dude they just signed off the street <laughs> yesterday. Raiders-Colts. Raiders at Colts, I apologize. I'm going with the Colts. All right, I'm going Raiders. I, I, I think John Gruden's going to 
going to use going to use the boy Josh Jacobs more, you know, some screen passes. Derek Carr is just I don't know what the hell happened to Derek Carr, but it ain't going to be about Carr. All right, Chargers at Dolphins. <laughs> hey, should I start Russell Wilson or should I start Philip Rivers this week? The only problem is, will, will they take Phil out the game if they get up like twenty eight nothing and just say, "Hey, we're gonna put the backup in." Phil, Phil's got Phil's gonna leave at halftime and go babysit. All right, Redskins at Giants. Oh God, that's gonna be the hardest game of the year. That's gonna um, be the hardest game to watch of the year. Shit. I mean, fuck it, I'm going with Danny Dimes. I knew you would. If, all right, I, I will go with Reds if somehow mysteriously by Sunday they're like, "Oh, Dwayne Haskins is the starter." All right, Browns at Ravens. <laughs> I'm going Ravens just for I, I just want to see ESPN when the Browns drop to one and three after all this hype. I'm going Browns because I honestly think that this might be a breakout game for Javaris Landry because a lot of people are sleeping on him because everyone wants to key on OBJ. Panthers at Texans. Oh. Yeah, another another dumpster fire game. <laughs> I mean, I always like seeing the white Bo Jackson, a.k.a. Christian McCaffrey. Um, I was going to call him fucking sweet love, but all right. Yeah, are we sure, are we sure McCaffrey ain't a brother? Yes, we're positive. All right, all right, just making sure. We've used that uh, 96 DNA test on him. All right, so I, I really, honestly, I like the Panthers in this game. Mm-hmm. I just, I really think Bill O'Brien's a fucking idiot. I don't know why. Just everything. I about just feel like he's a better college coach than he is an NFL coach. I don't even think coach. he's that good of a college coach. I think he just fucking. Oh, dude, had he a... made Christian Hackenberger actually look Hackenberger. <laughs> it's not like Joe Pa left the cupboard empty. Just, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, people. Okay, we're not gonna get into this. People left that program. That, that program was in shambles when that man got there. So we're not gonna talk about that. I'm also gonna go with the Panthers. I think Kylan's doing a great job. Um, watching that game, you watch every single player on. That offense just eat. It was Curtis Samuel touchdown. Greg Olson had two touchdowns. Um, DJ Moore had a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had good yards. I mean, it, the defense actually looked like they knew what the hell was going on for a second. Uh, Buccaneers at Rams. <laughs> Buccaneers at Rams. Yes. What are the odds, Jameis Winston? Commits a crime or violates the league's personal conduct policy before. Oh no 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 no! It's a contract year. Uh-uh. I'm gonna go Rams because I just have no faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an organization. Boom! I'm going Rams as well. Jared Goff is gonna have a field day. Mike Evans will probably have some yards though. Seahawks at Cardinals. I like. I like the Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson's quietly through. I mean, three weeks has been playing at an MVP MVP caliber level. Um, he has. He actually has weapons. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> think. Amazing what happens when you give some someone you know actual talent. And I really think we're gonna see Russell Wilson put up some career best numbers this year and really force his way into that MVP. I hope so. Conversation this year. He's Love been playing some high level football. A good NFC matchup. Vikings Bears are both two and one. Ooh. Yeah. Which quarterback is gonna shit the bed first in this game? Is it gonna be the young Mitchell Trubisky or the veteran who's tired as fuck, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> it's gonna be Trubisky. <laughs> I'm um, thinking Kirk, dude. He I feel like he's like what like what's the first quarter over with and he's thrown like maybe one or two touchdowns, gone eight of fourteen for a buck seventy six. It just becomes the Delvin Cook show. That's all it is. That's all it needs to be. Well that's the thing, Coach Zimmer. Just get up early and then just run the ball to Co- death Co- and Zimmer, destroy hey, another NFL next Minimize our mistakes, play defense, and win the football game. I think with the Bears, they're obviously going to play a similar style and lean on their defense. But Mitch Trubisky is just <laughs> dumpster fire. Fucking <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I did some research earlier. Oh god! And, and I don't do a lot of research for this show. I hope you, you guys know. But we literally drink and talk about sports. This is literally what we did. Are you aware that the Bears traded up one pick <laughs> oh, in the NFL draft to draft Mitch Trubisky? They gave up assets to get Mitch Trubisky, but they could have just stayed where the fuck they were and drafted either Patrick Mahomes, who, I mean, all MVP. he's done is just MVP. won the MVP in his first season as a starter and looks like the best quarterback to come in the league in like maybe. I don't know. Ever? All right. We got to keep going. Jags at Broncos. 
Like, he would get blacked out. I, I hope so. Can this one end in a fucking tie? Is that a London it, game? That is, can I at least just be in bed while that game's being played? It's, four, it's a 4.30 game. It is so sad. Oh. I'm going to watch it just to see what Emmanuel Sanders does. Uh, Cowboys at Saints. No Drew Brees. I still like the Saints in this game. Why, defense? I think in that dome, in that atmosphere. Uh, yeah. And, and the thing <clears throat> is, Teddy Bridgewater's capable. They sprinkle in Taysom Hill. They got still have a bunch of weapons. I okay, really, Elvin Kamara is one of the best players in the NFL. So I really... Michael Thomas, top receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable in saying I, th- I can see the Saints coming out of that with a victory. Gotcha. And... Bengals at Steelers. Once again, another game. A lo- is that like a loser's leaves town match? Jeez. <laughs> like, who? They can't flex that you out of the fucking schedule? You, you realize it's the Monday night game, right? Why? <laughs> I don't know. They can't just tell somebody else, hey, y'all got an extra day off and y'all got to show up Monday? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Steelers by default? <laughs> oh, the poor Bengals. They're just so, so, so bad. Let me ask you this question. Is it possible for two teams to go 0-16 this year? Yeah. Oh, God. It is. Because I don't know if the Bengals really might, like... The Bengals and the Steelers might go... No, I, the, the Steelers the, will the, win. They'll get a win. They'll get a win against the Bengals, duh. But, like, could we see... Could we see, like, the Dolphins? The Dolphins are in danger of going 0-16. Could we see the Dolphins and the Bengals go 0-16? Is that even possible? The Broncos could as well. The Broncos look really bad. <laughs> Broncos are terrible. You know, I always well, love I, I, I always alluded to the fact that the only thing that Joe Flacco could do is throw a go route. I guess they just proved me fucking right. I love when the he team is terrible. I love when the teams fire their coach because you know our expectations are to compete for Super Bowls. Then <laughs> they hire that next coach, and that motherfucker's trash too. And it's like <laughs> y'all probably should have just not fired the first coach because he clearly wasn't the issue. God, That's what's going so... on in Denver right now. They do not look. You know. Despite having Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, they have no zero sacks. I know, I saw that, and I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God, they are just... So, Drew Brees might come back for, week what, week six? He hopes. Yeah, Drew Brees, it looks like he's coming back around week six. Big Ben's out for the remainder of the year. Uh, Cam looks like he might be out for a while, if not the rest of the year. Dude, wait a second. So, it's Cam's contract here, man. What do you do with that? Um, I don't know. I I can't. I can't. I'm a Cam Newton fan. I can't willingly say trade Cam because he has value or lowball Cam because now you have a one. I mean, this is clearly down the line, but like, let's say Kyle Allen actually becomes like a good quarterback, a serviceable quarterback. Like, what do you do? I'm actually. You hold Cam hostage until the end of his quarterback. Don't pick up the option, and then I'm actually Bye. stunned. I'm actually stunned that they've. I mean, obviously he's had some injuries the last couple of years, but this has gotten to the point where he's in a walkie without a contract. Maybe well, they. I mean, this, is, this is partially the Panthers organization fault. Put some goddamn offensive linemen around him. Listen, I think the two organizations that have committed quarterback malpractice in the last ten years. Are the Colts with fucking that Kenny Powers looking motherfucking GM they had that almost killed Andrew Luck? Drove that man to retirement at age, what, 29? He said, Powers looking motherfucker. And then, um, this hatchet job that fucking Gettleman and whoever the fuck the GM in, the, in Carolina is now, where they've either given Cam no offensive line and really short receivers. Or no offensive line and really Yo, fat, you, slow D- receivers. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are burners, dude. Those well, guys, now, now they got, plays. you know, McCaffrey. They finally put weapons around it, but they can't block. Yeah. All right. I know you want to talk about it, Jalen Ramsey. I just saw that he's uh, he's expecting a child, man. So you can't really be bad at him putting his family first, putting those priorities first. Um, I think ultimately he will be traded. I think it's an illustration of how fast and how quickly things have fallen for the Jags, where, I mean, they were about 25 minutes of football away from potentially playing for a Super Bowl. And ever since then, they've been an absolute shit show. And, I mean, I don't blame him for wanting out. I mean, he had an excuse every single week for practice, sore back, the flu, yada, yada. I just, I don't, I honestly don't 
I honestly feel like I don't see him, think I'm going to see him suit up as a jag ever again. Nope. I don't. I don't. I think this week is a is a good indicator that the two sides probably aren't going to come to an agreement, and I feel like that people will will come for him. Don't don't get anyone wrong about that. They they'll come for him. You know, people will knock the, the door down, and then <clears throat> Melvin yeah. Gordon he's going to show up to camp. He can't participate obviously in games, but yeah, I think the Melvin Gordon thing will resolve itself. He'll play out the rest of this contract with the. Um... With the Chargers and then pursue his options in free agency, similar to what Le'Veon Bell did. Um, yeah, I think the Jalen Ramsey thing, he really has an opportunity to, I mean, teams are going to come calling. They're going to have to give up some picks, but he's young. He's one of the better corners in the league, so somebody is going to get desperate and say, hey. Patriots. Yeah. I mean, and we know the Patriots are a team. <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> we know the Patriots are a team that definitely likes to, uh, how do we put this delicately? Sign anybody that will help them win. Exactly. So they're, they're doing exactly what you're supposed to do in professional sports: win games. Right. So by I, any means necessary. Absolutely. So I think you know, but with with the system that Bill Belichick runs and how he values first round picks, he might you might see him give up a first and a second and then magically stumble his way onto a bunch of third round picks. It third round gold mines. Right. Like so. <laughs> I think I, I would draft him if, if the price is a first and another pick, yeah. I'd do it. If it's a first and a three or less, I think that's one that's a risk you gotta take. You're gonna top yeah, I, I mean I mean I would love to see him in Detroit. I just don't think it's gonna happen because of the uh I would love to see him see him come the to money. Atlanta. <clears throat> I think that's a that's a actual place where he could land, but alright. God, it makes I feel like I'm gonna lose my mind talking about it. Antonio Brown. This motherfucker. I I is crazy. I, I just I can't. There's I don't know where to begin with this. I've I've been around toddlers that have more common sense than this man. At first, I was on his side when it was like absolutely all right, man. He just got sick of Big Ben shit, and Big Ben kind of does get the credit, and nobody ever blames him for fucking up. But then, like once you kind of figured out and heard all the shit he was doing. Saw his antics in Oakland. Saw him, you know, embarrass that organization after they oh, paid that man millions, millions. of dollars. Well, they, they, were, they were able to avoid that agreement. But they, they were willing to pay that man millions of dollars, give him a bunch of money they didn't necessarily have to give now, him. Now, real quick, before, now, now before we get into this, I just want to go through a series of events. Okay? So this is the timeline of Antonio Brown. March 10th, traded to Raiders. And these are just quick hits. August 7th. Unable to practice due to frostbite on foot. Everyone was still behind him on this, correct? Right. Into August. Threatened to retire due to the helmet issue. That's fucking absurd, but okay. I was like, they'll figure it out. September 4th. Post photo of fines for mispractices has confrontation with GM Mike Mayock. Did you call him a cracker? He did. <laughs> Good job, baby. September 7th released by Raiders hours after Instagram post asking for his release yep that was two weeks ago September 9th signed with Patriots two days later September 11th former trainer accuses him of sexual assault and rape September 15th Patriots debut September 16th Sports Illustrated reports second allegation of sexual misconduct other behavioral issues are also brought to light. September 20th. We reveal that Brown sent threatening text messages to second accuser released by Patriots the same day. Mind you, this is a group chat between him, the the accuser, and his lawyer. Very odd. 22. Calls out Ben Roethlisberger, Robert Kraft, and and says he's done with the NFL. Says he's fucking done. He also called out Shannon Sharp for something that Shannon Sharp ultimately was exonerated of and falsely accused of. Uh, I am of the opinion, and this is not like to slander or anything like that, and he's a public figure, so fuck him if you're listening to Antonio Brown. I think he's got a drug problem or something, because this motherfucker's out of control. Either that, or he's got some mental health issues that have been unaddressed. But either way, he needs to be in some serious, professional... Counseling, he, he, and he needs some serious 
interventions, and I mean this in like a clinical setting, because there's no, something absolutely. wrong with that motherfucker. He he does. I I think he has mental health issues. I think he has no idea what he's doing. I think he was someone. He's someone that literally came from nothing, and then all of a sudden he has all this. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.